This podcast is powered by The Plug. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, yeah, we're uh, in week six, so thank y'all for hanging out with us so long here. And uh, don't forget to make sure that you do follow us on Instagram. That's going to be Beers, Bourbon, Whiskey. Uh, and on the same thing on Facebook as well. So uh, make sure you follow us there and check us out on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Uh, today, man, week six, we're moving on to uh, Russell's Reserve. All right, and that's uh, where we're at now. And there, there's a few different versions. All right, I'll let, uh, I'll let Bo get a little bit. More into detail about the one we're actually uh, taking a, taking advantage of today. Yes, I said taking advantage. <laughs> um, last week was a uh, last week was something special. Uh, I really think because I, it's going to be a hard one to top for me. So last week, if you didn't catch uh, last week's, uh, we did. Uh, oh no, last copper week crab. was copper, yeah, copper crab. Yes. Uh, if you caught us last week, you know that that was one of my favorite ones. And no, it's not just because it's from Michigan. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so we're going to see what Russell's does today. But, uh, Bo, what were you saying about the different versions of Russell Reserve? Yeah, so um, Russell has, has a few different releases. They have a six-year, a ten-year. Uh, this is a single barrel. Mm-hmm. And then I think they have a rye single barrel and then, and then uh, a regular rye as well. So uh, then, they, you know, they get their really, 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 really expensive bottles and whatnot, too. Uh-huh. Like they're, they're like the top of the, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, for the most part, that, that's that's what kind of uh, what, what Russell's has has out there right now. Okay, and right now we're doing the single barrel. <clears throat> we got the so single barrel here. Yep. Yeah. So uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about the difference between the single barrel uh, <clears throat> and, and some of the others. Um, from so just to reiterate, just to tell the people the difference with the single barrel. Yeah. So I think we were talking about a few weeks ago was the Four Roses. Right. And, you know, and they're just they're still in process. I believe is is a bit different than 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 Russell's here, but okay. uh, basically, basically, what the single barrel is, you know, it, you got that one single barrel, and that was you know still aged, you know, all that good stuff in that barrel within that time frame, and that's where this pork comes from. Right. That's to where some bourbons you have, 
uh, well, that pork comes from, you know, various different barrels and whatnot. Right. So, you know, hence the name, single barrel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, like a mixed bag of things, but mm-hmm. this one is all from one source. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to, to give it a try. I've actually never had uh, Russell's Reserve, just like last week. I had never had uh, Copper Craft, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. So, uh, today we're going to break into this. I, I did a... Uh, did you? I, I know we mentioned it last week about maybe mixing something with the uh, Copper Creek. So we didn't mix anything on the show. Uh, uh, Copper Crab, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, we didn't mix anything on the show. But later on that week, though, uh, <laughs> I went ahead and finished off that bottle. And uh, I did add some ginger ale and some ice to it. And when I tell you, what kind of ginger ale do you use? Uh, what is that? Canadian Canada Dry, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Canada Dry. Um, is, is it a specific one you think that works better or? If it's strictly if you're talking about ginger ale, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe just because I'm a little from Detroit and I like Vernon's. Vernon's, you know yeah, I mean? for sure. But yeah. to keep it really real, you want to uh, you want to get a little ginger beer with it, like some old Jamaican like style ginger beer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. people were talking about the ginger beer, uh, and I've actually never had ginger beer, so. Yeah. I'm not gonna say like. I don't know. It, not everyone likes it. Yeah. You know what I mean. You ever had like a Moscow Mule or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. yeah. So ginger beer's in. It's in there. Like one of the ingredients oh, okay, in the Moscow okay. Mule. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense mm-hmm. though. Yeah, I might have to get it a shot. But yeah, I tried it with a uh, Canada Dry and a little ice, and uh, it was it was stupendous. Uh, <laughs> so we go we go break into this and we'll go ahead and see how that goes. I'll let you hit it this time. <laughs> Again, people, I know that uh, we do this every week, and I'm not going to stop, even though I don't think it actually works. Mm-hmm. So let me give me a, a cool two fingers in there. I remember it not working a couple times. My bad. I'm mad, right? <laughs> well, younger, though. Younger. Young, young day. <laughs> a little young. Day. It was a little younger back then. Right. Let me see what it... Whoo! Yeah, so remember, again, it's a single barrel, all right? Yes, so it's yes. going to be a little stronger. It's going to have a little... It's going to have some more bite. It ain't going to be super smooth. Right. Just after you know? the smell of it. So, salute. Let's see what we got here. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. See, <laughs> I think we get old. Oh, we'll soft palate over yeah, here. Yeah, soft palate. Oh, soft palate. Because it see, is. to like to to me, like yeah, but it, it's good. It, it is with like a little bite. It is. But I think it's real smooth. It's smooth. Down, it is, you know yeah. what I mean? And it be so. Yeah, because it, it almost. This is kind of weird, I guess, but it almost like. Disappears as soon as you taste it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that is a, okay. So, so it, it is a thing up front. Yeah. So I, I, I think this is my opinion about Russell's like really it. is that it's kind of like a an acquired bourbon taste almost. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, there's some bourbons that drinkers I, I talk to they love it, and yeah. others like don't like. I've ne- I've never really seen a whole lot of middle ground on Russell's. Okay. To so me, like in my experience, yeah, it's either been uh-huh. I love it or I hate it, you know. Yeah. And I like I, I like it. I still mess with it all the time. It's yeah, it's definitely not bad. It did it, it took me by surprise. Obviously, if you watch him, you saw my face. Uh, so it did take me <laughs> by surprise. Bit of beer face out right. There, boy. <laughs> right. But the thing about it though, the bite is up front and it does disappear after that. So it's it's pretty smooth because of that. But to be quite honest with you, uh there is a bite, but it, it tastes good though. Like you know, there, there's some things that that hit you hard and, and it's nasty at the mm. same time. Like this does have a, it still has like some kind of a little bit of sweetness to it. Like yeah, still can taste you know, sweetness. And, and you're gonna find out what most bourbons that are not rye, right? Yeah. Because uh, when you have like a rye bourbon, it's gonna have more of like a smokiness Smoky. almost to okay. it, I guess. You know. Gotcha. Uh, whereas this, yeah, it's gonna be a little bit taste a little sweeter. Yeah, it know, tastes a little yeah. sweeter. Yeah. So it's not bad. Um, I guess if we're gonna have a real quick conversation about it. 
Yeah, you're probably right. The copper, the uh, copper crab, I probably do do like better. Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe because I got a soft palate. I'm not yeah, sure. Over here, he, uh, he wants all the toppings <laughs> and everything. Right? Hey, but Come look on, though. Man. This is 110 proof uh, bourbon, all right? So, so, yeah, it's, only so sweet it's, gonna be. Yeah, it's only so sweet it's going to be. For sure, though. But, yeah, I, I actually like it, though. I do like it. Um, on a on a day-to-day -day basis, probably not. Uh, on a on an occasion like today, certainly. <laughs> but on a day-to-day, -day, though, I, I would probably like something a little sweeter. Um, this one I definitely would uh, normally add some ice to, I believe, <laughs> just from tasting it. Yeah, yeah so what? I got yeah. a soft palate. It doesn't matter <laughs> because I drank a lot of cognac in my younger years and it ruined my palate, so it's not my fault. No, like, I, I get it, though. Like, you know, typically if I'm going to have this, uh, I'm not mixing it with anything, obviously. Okay. So, yeah, I might drop an ice cube, maybe even two. Or If right. I do mix it, I might put, like, you know, a splash of ginger beer okay. or, you know, water or something like that in there. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. Yeah, I'm not about to put like coke or nothing like that in. You know? <laughs> right, not in there. No, I think something like this, the coke would definitely destroy it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's it's got its own like it's got its own taste, so you really don't mm -hmm. need to add anything like that to it. I would just say a couple of cubes of ice. That's just for me. Mm -hmm. uh, almost the same as splashing some water in it. About the same thing. Now uh, with this though, I think we were reading earlier uh, that it's distilled by Wild Turkey. Uh, so Wild Turkey obviously is a, a another whiskey maker. Um, that we hadn't even talked about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we could have talked about wild turkey. I don't want to say I've never been a wild turkey fan. It just yeah. really hasn't came up too much in my circle. Exactly you know I mean? right, and that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, I think that's the, the thing about it. Um, would you say, and this is a way off the subject, but would you say a wild turkey is kind of in the in the lower range? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that, right? Because the, you don't want to, you don't want to disrespect it. No, no, not even that. Because they do distill some things. Like there is some, like some high brand wild turkey out there that, okay. that's pretty good from what I hear. Right. I, I haven't had it, so I can't speak that intelligently on right. it. But um, the, the perception, like from the circles I come from, is like yeah, like wild turkey. Like that's what you know. You're, you're missing two front teeth. <laughs> right. You got overalls on. You know what I mean? And you chewing on a piece of straw. You know. That's what like we real think we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But even though it ain't really like that, you know, shit so out the wild turkey. Missing your two front teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that with that. Yo. And look, so just thinking about that, like obviously wild turkey does the uh, distilling. And so that's the, that's what we would consider to be the, the corporate entity. Yeah, the corporate entity. Right, you the corporate know, entity. yeah, they, they took, you know, the process from uh, Jimmy and Eddie here. Right. You know, father <laughs> and son. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, went on ahead and, uh, yeah, corporatized that, I'm Right, corporatized. Corporatized. Right. It, well, that, I mean, that's what corporate America does, though. Obviously, it, it makes money off of the backs of <laughs> entrepreneurs, uh, i.e. McDonald's. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, speaking of corporations. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Yeah, but before we go real quick, I gotta okay. touch that McDonald's thing, though. Uh oh. So yeah, they uh -oh. they are making money, uh, millions of billions off of these cats oh, that are working. Yes. Uh -huh. they, yeah, that, yeah, those two brothers. Yeah. But I, I want to get it to this point, right? So you talk about the uh, the fifteen dollar, you know, minimum wage and stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was mad as hell going to McDonald's this morning. <laughs> so, they didn't earn their fifteen dollars. No, dog. First of all, you know, there's like, hey, we need you to pull up. You know, I understand it's morning, it's busy, like, right, okay, I get busy, that, right. right? Then the first person come up was like, hey, hey, you know, here's your, here's your smoothie. Like, I, I got no kind of drink right, at all. That's not mine, right? Yeah, you know, then somebody else come up like, hey, here's your coffee. Like, no, mm -mm. Then they finally bring it out. Yeah. But then it was like, uh, uh, it, it was the, uh, what you call it? Yeah, some, whatever they call them. But anyway, yeah, 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 I was like, this, this ain't it. Cause, you know. Anyway, long story short, 
Y'all ain't, they ain't earned the 15 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you think about that, though? $15 for a fast food worker. I, I, don't I, I, agree, I agree with it for, because the amount of money the company's making. Yeah, yeah. On, on that strength. But yeah. then, then I think... But from your, the service aspect? Yeah. Or maybe it could be like this. Maybe it could be... That could be attainable. That you could make up to $15. Like, if you do 15 hours worth of work. I mean, this is just like any other corporate entity where you start at the bottom <clears> and, and you... And, you know, you get... It ain't much more bottom, though. <laughs> you know, at that, you talking about 15? I mean, yeah, you could be you could be on fries. You could be a cashier. Like, those, those are... Well, I mean, yeah, positions, yeah. Positions, positions that's what I mean. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, so, yeah. so I, don't think, I don't think you should come off the street on, on fries making 15. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you... If I you, think you should. Not if they're going to keep giving you the wrong stuff. No, no okay, okay. <laughs> from, the, from, from the service aspect, yeah, I agree with you. From... Right. The amount of money that these companies is making is like the amount of money. Actually, pay these cats twenty five. It still should be merit based though, because like if if I'm if I'm doing three racks of fries in twenty minutes and you only doing one, I'm making a fifteen, bro. You not making fifteen, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't see it that way. No, no, no I'm not saying I don't see it that way. I, I just see it the way it is, I guess. But they making much too much money yeah. to give them the whole down. Yeah, right? yeah. I got you, man. Hey, but like I said, that's a that's a corporate American thing, corporate mm. American decisions. Mm. And uh, these days, uh, we've been we when I say we us as black folks have been going to school a lot more and, and, and getting educations and getting uh, getting paperwork to get into these certain uh, positions. And when I say these certain positions, I am talking about corporate America. All right, so uh, we're here. Black <laughs> people are here in corporate America, but. Does corporate America even know that yet, though? I, honestly, I still, I'm still, i still not sure. And when I say corporate, I mean like when you get real high up into the ranks of corporate America, it really is, is white male dominated. So uh, not only are black men kind of, uh, black men and some black women are kind of, you know, in, in a, on a lower totem pole, I guess you would say, uh, some white women as well, because this is a white man dominated uh, kind of genre. Uh, but like, I, I don't think... How far away do you think we are from being actually in corporate America? Because I think we still don't got have the, the voice that, like, you know, quote-unquote, white men have in corporate America. No, we don't have the voice. Uh, and for those out there listening and watching and whatnot, I do have a corporate America 9 to 5. I'm going to not say which uh, uh, organization. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I do have a, a corporate America 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, when I got people reporting up to me and I report up to, you know, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> we, we are getting noticed. I'll yeah. say that, right? Okay. Because there's certain things that are going on where, you know, you have these affinity groups or whatnot. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. But then you see certain initiatives or, you know, uh, uh, buzzwords, you know, that are thrown around mm -hmm. directed at our group. Right. And I don't totally think that's all on the strength, like, you know, of being like, hey, you know, we're going to support this. I think that's really, you know, on the, the, the CYA part of it, right? Just like kind of, <laughs> right. we need to do this just to show we ain't, you know, we we are being inclusive. Right. You know, and, and, but I, not really. Yeah, but I want to I go there real quick too, right? Okay. So. We're talking about being inclusive. It, yeah, I want to talk about diversity and, and inclusion. Okay. So some folks just throw diversity and inclusion all together like it's, like it's one. And some parts of that, it, that, that is true. Okay. Like, my company is diverse. Mm -hmm. It's not very inclusive at all, but okay. it is diverse. So like, you can have one without the other. Yeah, we, we do have folks in positions that are not white males, right? Right, okay. Now, the way their, their word is being interpreted and, and, and how much, you know, they're putting charge of and responsible for it, and, and when they're consulted about things, mm -hmm. 
that's the inclusion part. That, that's not all. That's, that's not right. always there, right? Right. So, like, let's you know, in, in my area, when something's going on, you know, up top, mm-hmm. and you know, it comes down to like, hey, what do you four think about this? Right. And you know, Todd gets a half hour to talk. You know, <laughs> his Ty. thoughts, and then I get seven minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's not being inclusive, right exactly. there. You know what I mean? Right. So, so the diversity is there, but not yeah, there. the diversity is there. The inclusion is not always there, okay. like hardly ever. And look, this is a uh, this is probably a, a, a weird analogy here, uh, but yeah, I watch a lot of TV, and yes, I, I used to uh, watch Girlfriends when it came on. But I remember that uh, uh, what was uh, what was the dude name? Fucking, uh, I don't watch Girlfriends. Uh, I'm trying to think. He was the only dude on the show. I don't watch Girlfriends. Anyway, I, 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 I've watched Girlfriends because, because I, I did and I still do have, uh, uh, I, I do still like uh, Diana Ross' daughter. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Tracy. Tracy, Tracy Ellis yeah. Ross. Uh, yeah, I, I do like her. So I, I have watched Girlfriends yeah, a time, too. She's she like 46 years old. No, she's older and she's still she nice. Yo, her mom's, though. Diana's still looking no, all yeah, right. Yeah, to be that age. To be that age, yeah. yeah. Diana's still looking all right. Uh, shout out to Motown. Um, but yeah, anyway, he was, uh, he worked on a, on a law firm, uh, law firm. So similar to what you're saying, like he got a position as a, as a partner, you know what I'm saying? So that's diversity, right? But then when it came down to his input, silent partner. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I understand what you're saying. And, and what's crazy about it is that people have been trying to be, uh, and I use the air quotes, uh, quote unquote, uh, diverse, but at the same time, what does it really mean? Just to be, you know, just to have a seat at the table. I guess that's another hot term that people have been using. But uh, you get a seat at the table. Well, what difference does it make if you don't have a voice, though? Like, you can be a senior VP of a company and never be able to actually change anything. Like, what's really the point? And I think that's that's where we're at now. So we, we've got in the room. At that point, you're not creating policy. All you're doing is executing. That's, that's it, right. Yeah. So I could have did that from back here. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Right. So when you get in the room, I think, as far as uh, corporate America goes, I think what, what black people have to do uh, when we get into these positions <laughs> is you got to kind of have, you got to know, you got to know what you got to do when you get there. It's it's not enough just to get there. I guess that's the thing. It's and, not enough just to get there. And, you know, and, and, and I think at times, something that may be more important at times, depending on the situation, is once you get there, how to deal with it. And I don't mean the success. Okay. I mean all the bullshit that you're going to put up with yeah. day in, day out. Yeah. Constantly, you know, because right. um, and, and, and I think you have to be very aware and cognizant before you go into it of what is required of this role. Right. Like, what do you what do you guys expect of me? Right. Yeah. Because and people ask that in the in the interview. Yeah, right? most definitely. You never really get the for real answer. You know, because like you know, I want to know at one hundred percent. You know, because like I'm gonna tell you right now, like when I'm at work, I'm at work. But yeah. once I leave, I'm gone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right. The only job I've had where I'm on the clock 24-7 was when I was in the Army. Right. right? And, and I get that. Right. But once once I leave said organization, I'm, right. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. If y'all don't catch me before then, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow or, or, or on Monday. Right. You know, and... And if you if you don't do that, though, you're not, right. you're not a team player. It, 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 exactly. <laughs> you're and that's not a team player. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, know those expectations. And if that is the expectation of you to be, you know, on call all the time, then... That's what you got to do. Got to roll with it. Yeah, but yeah, but if they don't tell you that, then like you need—that's when you need to push back and draw those lines in the sand. Like, hey, this is what's happening because like that's what it's going to be. And see, and and that's the thing when we do things like that because it it seems like it makes sense. It Mm -hmm. just—it only makes sense. It's common sense, right? And you become angry, yes, hostile, aggressive. And that's the thing, though. It's like 
that 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 concept is what holds a lot of black people yeah. in check. They're not supporting the team. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. then you start thinking that, and then you stop doing the things that matter to you, right? Mm -hmm. So you would you would normally want to say something about this process, right. but then you know if you say something about it, you go get addressed as this angry black man. So no. so you don't want to do it only because there is one other bigger prize that you have in you know in mind. So let's say. That you feel like you a you a senior VP now, or no, you a VP now. You want to be a senior VP, right? So you know that if, if they if they gauge you any kind of way, it's gonna stop your progress from getting to that. So that will stop you and from making travel. those exactly, and it travels, and that'll stop you from trying to make those policies that 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 made sense for you and, and the people that look like you. But you don't do it because you're scared you not so to get the position. It's kind of like you damn if you do, you damn if you don't, right? Definitely, definitely. But me, I'm always, I've always been in person of action. You know, you know what I mean. So like, <laughs> right. I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I'm just not gonna sit back and no. Um, but that being said, you don't always have to be the the Hulk smash dude at work or whatnot, <laughs> right? You don't you don't have to be that. Right. I mean, there's other other you know other ways that that you can kind of uh, uh, legally do some things to give you that 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 breathing room if it, if it gets to that point. But see, the the thing is though is that like. Generally, nobody has been in corporate America before us. So who gonna tell us that? You know what I'm saying? You know, like you gonna react how you gonna react? We we talked about three or four weeks ago, mm -hmm. whatever about mentors. Yeah, and that's where they're crucial, important, man. Crucial, like, yeah. And and just if if you're in a position in corporate America, you know, mm -hmm. be it a black woman or a black man, reach out to some of these young cats, be it a black woman or a black man. Yeah. And I'm not saying, know. yeah, you ain't got to coddle them, nothing like just. Just kind of, you even got to give them the, just kind of put them on game a little bit and help them, help them kind of figure it out for themselves. Little heads up. You know what I mean, yeah, little heads yeah up. exactly. It's kind of yeah. like a, like the bumper rails in bowling, dog. Like at first, like you just mm -hmm. want to give them a, a little, cause you know what you know, you know what your goal is. So you see the pins at the end. So this is just a, a little help to keep you out of the gutter. After that, though, you know, take the training wheels off. You know yeah. what they say. But you don't, you just don't want to be like I definitely don't want to be the one, and I, and I say that even even with this what we have going on like doing a podcast and that kind of thing, anything that I know like up and coming uh, podcasters like on the on the broadcast or the production tip like when people reach out to me I'm always willing to give out free information which I got to stop doing that and start charging some of these people but um, I feel like if I know it's it's almost and I don't know if this is a black thing but it's almost like my duty. To let them know because they may not get this information from nobody else. You know, what? everybody not in that position because like everybody else is saying like they they are privy to information and we not. I, th I think it is our duty though. You know, you're yeah. in a situation. You know, I'm in a situation where we can do that. Mm -hmm. And I look back when I first went into corporate America, like, mm -hmm. and just how shocked I was by some things. <laughs> you know. So imagine be like if you're a white male um, working your Monday through Friday, your nine to five. You're young. This may be like your first corporate job or whatnot. You, you know, there's gonna be, there's gonna be some nervousness, nervousness there with you. Like I, I get that. Yeah. But once you look around and talk to folks, everywhere you look, you see people that look just like you. Certainly. Everywhere, no matter where you go. Right. No, you know it's I mean? true that. Now, black male, young black male, first corporate, nine to five, Monday through Friday. You know, you may struggle. There may be some, some anxiety. Mm -hmm. And you've got, you look around and you see, I mean, even in 2019, like, and, and I'll get into this a little more in, in, with my organization. Mm -hmm. uh, you see no one, no, you see no one like you. Right. Right. And I think the worst thing in the world 
I don't want to say the worst thing in the world, but you know, <laughs> pretty bad. Thing. Yeah, pretty bad <laughs> thing. Pretty bad thing is to be in that situation and to see another, especially another black male, mm-hmm. another another black person there, and then have them not give you the time of day, and then look around and just see them, you know, chit chat and with Ty and Natalie and whatnot. Timothy, like dog, you know what that does for your psyche? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh no, like sorry. damn, like you you really got no one to go to. And when you and when you said that, I swear, dog, when you said that, no. I, I went back to a situation I, I think I mentioned in my uh, previous corporate experience. And um, I think that's so true about, like, white people come in and, like you said, everybody is a new job. It's corporate America. It's a little scary for everybody if you've never been in that situation. Even if you have been in that situation, new offices, new corporate settings are always a little, you always a little anxious mm-hmm. because you know that every corporate setting is different. And when you come in there, you're already on the outside looking in because these corporations or this corporate America, this section of corporate America already has their their culture. Mm-hmm. You're stepping into their culture. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's shaky for everybody, so even white people. But like you said, they get to look around. They see others that look like them. They, they can fall in place a little mm-hmm. bit easier. We come in, not so much. It, it may be none, you know what I'm saying, or it's one or two. Mm-hmm. And what you said hit the nail on the head, though. Uh-huh. Like, when you come in there and it's, it's some that look like you and they don't even... I ain't saying you, you ain't got to be my best friend because no, we black. I mean, Trust me. You don't have to be my best friend. Hey, get more than coffees over here, bro. Yeah. You know, every Tuesdays we do this. Hit me to something. Gotcha. Yeah, hit me to yeah. something. Cause you just, you, just cause we black, you might not be my kind of black people. So it's cool. Like, mm-hmm. It's okay. But you got to put me hip to something. And I, I say that to say that I had a similar experience in my uh, in a previous corporate America experience, and um, it was just like I had it was me, and then I had a a superior who was a black dude. We was the only two black males on the whole team. Mm-hmm. Like when I got there, it was it was weird because like like I'm cool, you know what I'm saying? So like I, I kind of get cool with a lot of people. So I didn't feel X'd out or nothing, but I, I already knew that it was going to be like all white people. Mm-hmm. I knew that. But then when I seen one, like, okay, we got one in, in with some power, all right? And I'm not saying I need to hook up, but I feel like, I, I and maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I'm doing too much, but I felt like he was supposed to do a little bit to give me heads up yeah. on things. Like, <laughs> I don't need you to, like, you know, get me out of trouble or pull strings or nothing, but I just need you to give me the heads up because this is a new corporate environment for me. And obviously you've been here. So you can be like, hey. Just give me my, my left and right limits. That's you know it, I mean? though. Oh, like, hey, everything depends on me, but yeah. Yes. You know? and, and I will I will tell you that, though. Um, it was one. I'm sorry. So it was two. It was two dudes that was in uh, that were superiors to me. Uh, one of them ended up leaving. I will say that I forgot about him because he left at the beginning. But he did, like, he did hit me to some things. Like, uh, we, we rarely talked on the floor, right? So one day I'm in the bathroom, and uh, he coming out, and he hollered at me like, he like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm such and such. He's like, yeah, you the new guy. I'm like, yeah. And he was like, uh, he gave me a couple of things. He told me uh, a couple of people to avoid, right? And then he told me, like, um, he, he know where I'm from. Mm-hmm. But, like, when once I hit that door, like, you probably should take your hat off. He's like, they not going to say nothing initially, but trust me, they documented it. He gave me the heads up, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn, that was trill." Because he yeah. didn't have to say that. I'm thinking everything cool. They not they not necessarily saying them, but they probably are. Like, yeah, look at this, mm-hmm. uh, look at this nigga. Like, I'm gonna keep it honest with you. But um, like I, I I thanked him for that though for giving me the heads up. He ended up leaving. But then the one dude who was still there, like, never gave me the heads up on nothing. I, and I know it's not his job to do that, but it kind of is his job to yeah. do that, though. Like, uh, unofficially, you know, unofficially, one of those yeah. un- unwritten rules. Exactly. Yeah, I would think so. We get, it's our duty to look yeah, out for each for other sure. in that situation. And I actually 
with, with the same organization, mm -hmm. I actually turned down a position yeah. based on my experience, and some of this had to do with the geographic location of where this, this place was at. Okay. Right? But then, you know, working with, I, I was out there for like, you know, two or three weeks to kind of like, you oh, know, right, yeah, right, right. I was yeah, going to re yeah. relocate out to this, this place. Yeah, I remember. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, these people were, I mean, the nicest people ever. Like, I got nothing bad to say against these folks. Yeah. Like, you go into a situation where, you know, you just don't feel comfortable. Yeah, like, just not comfortable. You just right. don't feel, and I don't want to use the word comfortable because that's a dangerous word too. But, you know, it's just where like, like, dog, this, this really ain't me. Just don't like, feel like I, you fit in. This is not vibing, like, yeah. at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely and, vibing. Yeah, and, and I realized that. And, and I just had to come back and it was like, hey, you know, I can't do this because of X. <laughs> like, I really can't. Right. Yeah. And I remember, I, I would send y'all pictures yes, like, text, like, hey, look at this. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah we were kind of like, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and it just. And then we tried to evaluate, you know, evaluate it by saying, but the money. <laughs> and, and sometimes and, it ain't about the money. No, yeah. and, and, and it's. I'm a person. Ain't nothing wrong with like liking money. I like money. Oh, for sure. But sometimes it, it ain't really ain't about the money, dude. Yeah. Like, like for real. I ain't, and that was one of those situations. Yeah, it was not it, about the money. It just ain't worth it sometimes. And, and like you will learn it, I think, in corporate settings. And I think the corporate, though, I'm, I'm about to make this whole little triangle here. I think corporate America is kind of like school and the military, right? And what I mean by that is that I think when you go into either one of those, any any of the three. You better have a plan. Like, if you go into corporate America without a plan on like what you really want to do, corporate America is going to use you as a cog in the wheel. That's what it is. Like, it's it's a machine. Like, it really is. Mm -hmm. If you don't go in with an idea of what you want to do, like, for instance, if you don't have uh, some kind of dream or passion on the side that you are using your corporate America funding to to fund, so you can eventually move off into your own, then you are going to get trapped. If you're not going into corporate America trying trying to get to a certain position that benefits you and the ones around you, then you are going to get trapped. I mean, it is it's a machine, bro. Like, don't ever get it twisted. These are some good opportunities. You get some good positions. You get some good salaries. But at the end of the day, corporate America is an entity, though. Like, it is going to use you just as any cog in the wheel if you don't have a plan of your own. And that's just like school. Though. If you go into school without a plan to pay for it, you, you know, you, you lose in the end. Like, you really do. If you go in the military, I ain't going to say you lose, but you get lost in the sauce because it's a it's a machine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really are just a part to the machine, and especially when you, especially when you black. No, it keeps rolling wrong. Like, people say this, like, for real, and I think this is the truest statement ever, is that, yo, it's two things, though, that after, after you die in a corporate American setting, like, it's only going to be two listings, dog. It's going to be one for your job and one for your obituary. Like, they don't care. Like, it's going to keep moving, bro. Like, it's not going to stop. So, if you don't go in with a plan, and I, I, I'm sorry. It's going to be a problem. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think one of, that's one of the funniest, it, sad things, but I think it's funny, too. <laughs> it's, like, it's true, too. I, I, like, if something really happened, like, outside of work, and, you know, they have they, they act like they're so concerned at times. It, it doesn't get me wrong. There there are those those few some, cases, though outlier cases yeah. where they really are concerned. Yeah. But for for the most part, oh man, Carl, I'm so sorry to hear that. What happened? Is there anything I can do? Hey, can you have that spreadsheet to me in like the next twenty minutes, please? You exactly. Know what I mean? like, that's right. Like, damn. What? Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? And you know what? I I will say, um, and I guess um, yeah, I guess I'm I'm comfortable with talking about this corporate entity. Uh, but uh, a few years ago when I was uh, working for Comcast, uh, and I was that's when I was in Colorado, 
uh, when my mom's passed, I think not the corporate entity as a whole, but my team, you know what I'm saying, my small team of uh, my small social media team, um, they were genuine. Like, it was like 15 of us, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they were genuine. I mean, they sent, they sent, uh, they sent flowers and, and, and uh, you know, uh, some kind of basket mm-hmm. uh, to the house, you know, for my moms and everything. So Wicker basket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a wicker basket. Uh, wicker basket. <laughs> wicker basket. With, uh, yeah. That's a whole other show. Yeah, that's a but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think they were genuine. Comcast as a whole, though, um, I will say out of all the corporate settings that I've worked in, um, I think that Comcast has been... I think they've been on the up and up, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as uh, inclusion uh, and uh, diversity. And I only say that because while I was, only while I was in Colorado, though, because when I was here, um, I worked in the call center, so I, I didn't have no contact with real corporate. Uh, working on the social media team, though, we actually worked for corporate. So um, I would see, they would fly the people out from Philly, because, you know, that's where the corporate offices are. And, like, three like three of the VPs were, uh, were black. One of them was a black lady. Extra and extra cool, bro. When I tell you that uh, I met her and she she told me that uh, she used to date a guy from Detroit or whatever, so she was hip to Detroit people. So or whatever. you still and you're like, hold on, is that a good or bad thing? Like, you What's know that? what I mean? No, like if she's a dating guy from Detroit and you like, <laughs> oh, you still like, hold up. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, you're silly. No, you, you know, she might just... Yeah. yeah. Every dude from Detroit is this now. Yeah, is yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. But no, it, it wasn't that situation. It was cool because I met all three of them and outside of uh, our corporate emailing kind of thing, like mm-hmm. I was able to reach out to them and ask them certain things about the, you know, the corporate settings, things I could and couldn't do, people I shouldn't, you know, and shouldn't uh, communicate mm-hmm. with, that whole thing. So they were all cool like that and they were in position to where... They not only uh, were able to give me the information, but they were shot callers too. Like they made mm-hmm. things happen. Like the the lady and I, I, forgive me, I can't remember her name, but she was really one of the vital decision makers for my team specifically, uh, the social media team. So like it was always cool to be able to like really have that open door, uh, you know, policy with her and for her to be actually empowered to make changes. You know what I'm saying? And I think that people in in those situations definitely are what we need. But then you have people in those situations who who won't communicate with you like right, that. Because yeah, I got some black right. people who would have been in that same situation like, and we'd have never had a conversation, mm-hmm. period. And I never would have been able to reach out to them without going through, you know, some assistant or or putting it into the, the helpline shit. You know, something <laughs> like that. Because some people get to a position and, and I, I hate to put it like this, but I guess they forget where they come from or something. I don't know. And again, I could be wrong for feeling like there's some kind of like like you have to do that but i almost feel like you do like no yeah <laughs> to so, a degree so it's this one cat senior executive with the uh-huh. uh, organization i'm with mm-hmm. black dude and when i was uh working on like talent acquisition things like that okay oh uh, this dude was super cool man like mm-hmm. always genuine you know yeah. what i mean like you, you know you know the skit uh king and peel when it's like President Obama, how you shake life with it? Yeah, like, this is how it was, like, for real. Like, so you know, they they, they have you know uh, at this point, I was new to this, you know, this particular department, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had the new folks, and they had this like this pretty dope little orientation type thing, and uh-huh. brought in some of the senior leaders, and they came up to you, 
And it was literally like that type of deal. Like he was shaking hands, yeah. shaking hands, right? Like, shaking you like that. He was like, and he dabbed me up. Yeah, my man, like, yeah, you know, you know yeah, exactly. Yeah, and know like, how to switch it yeah, up. Like, yeah, like, and like we talked about earlier, you know, what's, what's understood don't always have to be said, right? True. And like you know, at that point, we just know he was cool. You know, uh, he gave me the courteous car and whatnot. Like, yeah. and to this day, like if I got a couple, you know, I just hit him up. Yeah. You know, he just said his little two or three lines of, you know, advice or whatnot, you know. Let me how it goes, stay in touch. And that's what I'm saying. Exactly. That, that's necessary. And a lot of people feel like, yeah, I, I, I did what I had to do to get to where I'm at. Like, you can do the same. But I feel that, dog. But yeah. I, for us, it's a little different, dog. Especially in corporate America, for us, um, I hate to keep putting it like that, but I almost do feel like there is an obligation. Dog, it's an unspoken you obligation. Have to, like, you have to take that duty upon your shoulders in cor co corporate America. Yeah, for like, sure. Black folks with black folks, and, and, and I'm not gonna say minority, minority. I'm gonna say black folks with black folks. <laughs> right? Okay? Cause we get lost in the sauce when we start saying yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Like, dog, just even if it's just like five minutes, you know, a week or whatever, just take some time, some of these younger cats yeah. or whatever, and and, and just. just and, and don't at get least, me. Don't get me wrong, though. Take the take the time and effort in the ones that that deserve. Cause you know some of us just in there. <laughs> I wasn't even I wasn't gonna go there. I I, but go there. some of us just in there. Come but but, 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 but you can say that about white folks. You can say that about respect. You can say that about everybody, though. Know? <laughs> you know, we say that about us all the time because yeah. that's that's that's, that's what they want you there. to think about us, though. Feel, you know what I mean? I feel. Like I just fed into it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's that love and hip hop shit you be watching or whatever. See, <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. Love and hip hop. So, that's what they call. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. It is. So, and, uh, <laughs> but anyway, man, just take the time. Like I said, you know, you don't have to promote this dude and give them, you know. Quadruple bonus and nothing like right. that. Just say what's up, you yeah, know. For sure. And uh, break break down a bottle of Russell's Reserve for uh, shit. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, happy shit. hour like white folks do it all the time. Happy hour on Friday. Yeah. Hey, dude, we're gonna be yeah. blah blah blah. Curl, you coming? And like, don't I guess don't be afraid. And this is the thing too, because uh, I think corporate America put us in that whole situation of inclusion. Don't be afraid. This is something that I noticed uh, at the last corporate setting I was at. Don't be afraid to be the one. Where it's two or three black people in the you know in the oh, office. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be the one to be like, just invite them. I know that you're scared that somebody gonna say, oh, oh no, they're segregated. But I sometimes, sometimes you just need to have a conversation with these two yep. black people, and that's it. Like yep. it's okay. Like don't be afraid that just because you're doing that, that it's gonna be a whole outcry or some outbreak. Because sometimes you need that one on one because everybody yeah. is not gonna be able to communicate. Um, I guess I don't have another way to say it. So everybody can't communicate with others around. You know hey, what I'm no, like, Sometimes we need to just have a, a, a black conversation. Like, for real. I do it all the time, man. Yeah. And, 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 and they do come out and say that, oh, love. Y'all so, do it every day. Every day. Every right. day. <laughs> right. I go to my folks one time. And, and it's, you a know, it's a thing. It's a thing. No, really. Come on, they, they want to know what's going on. Yeah. Like, what are the niggers they niggers your damn business. That's what's going on. <laughs> right. Just like you're going to tell me if I come up to your little circle. You know what I mean? You're like, exactly. oh, hey, girl. We're just having a little lunch here. Right. You know, which is your way of telling me to get the hell on. <laughs> <you know? laughs> right. Hey, look, before we get out of here, though, man, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about the bourbon. But, dog, I got to talk about this, man. Since we're talking about corporate America, dog, email thugging, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Yo, we got to talk about oh. email thugging, bro. Look, so if you if you haven't worked in a corporate setting, then you obviously know somebody that worked in a corporate setting or you've seen some memes on Facebook, all right? But in real life, though, in the corporate settings, email thugging is real life, dog. People in corporate America will chop you up with an email that sounds so friendly, dog. 
But they really so conniving, dog. They at your guts. At your guts, dog. <laughs> for real. Like, without Man. even... And, and that's the thing. See, and that's a whole other thing, though. You're talking about black people getting into corporate America. I think it's almost our our duty, though, people who've been in corporate America, to hit people who just getting in to these emails, bro. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Yeah, for like, sure. I just sent y'all several examples. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but you like to I've had a couple, yeah. 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 They make it sound so friendly, yeah. you know, and whatnot. But if you really read into it yeah. and look at some of the context behind it. The context, you know, for sure. They, you know what they're telling you, you know what I mean? Right, you know exactly and what they're saying. Like, I get an email probably once a month from my IT team. Mm. Hey, uh, you need to clean out your mailbox, whatnot, because I keep all them emails. <laughs> I keep all them receipts, boy. <laughs> they keep a receipt. Yeah, like, I get an external hard drive, like, yeah. the emails, because, like, That's they, the thing. they will put up something from seven months ago. Yes. We're like, oh, well, you said blah, 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 blah. Right. You know I mean? and, and, but, you know, however they, they want to word it, but... Yeah. Uh, protect yourself. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. I know uh, a few episodes ago, I think we mentioned something about financial literacy and you know people getting hip to uh, their finances. I think this is something that's important too, though. Actually, uh, learning learning how to navigate corporate America. Though. <laughs> yeah. Like it sounds so petty. Like it sounds like it's something that you don't need to to learn. But I think for kids, especially a lot of kids going to school and. Some of they some of they first jobs, you know, it may be at the lower tier, mm -hmm. but it's in a corporate setting though. And I think a lot of kids need to learn like how, like, hey, don't nobody steal our our title though. I think maybe we should write a book though, for real, about how to navigate uh, corporate America while black though, for real, like it's well, a thing. It, and and it, it is a thing. <laughs> the, the coding de decoding emails should be chapter one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even. Want you know, I got give so many, so many email examples. Man. <laughs> just uh. so, so, so let me let me just give one. I'm gonna share one. Uh, if you want to share one, you can as well. Um, so this just kind of goes back. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put the whole situation on blast. Um, but yeah, in the last corporate setting I was in, um, I think I mentioned this to y'all. I had a, I did casework and stuff, right? So I, I did casework, and for whatever reason, we were doing a system integration. So. Um, like if you looked at one system, it looked like I didn't create the case, and the other one, you clearly can see that I, I created the case and worked it through. You know, as my duty pertained, uh, whatever. But what happened was I, I pulled up to work before I even get to my laptop to plug it in. I got a, uh, you know, <laughs> we got uh, Becky, <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, Natalie, right? Natalie, Becky, Susan. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she run up. And she like. Uh, Q, have you checked your email? I'm like, obviously not, because I, I haven't even sat down yet, so nah. But uh, what happened was, uh, she had went into the old system, the one that hadn't got integrated, and uh, and looked, and it looked like I interacted with a customer and didn't uh, create any case. But what happened, she didn't look at the, the, the new system to see that I had done everything, so she had already sent me a couple of emails about, you know, about me not completing my task, basically. But what? But really, I'm not mad about that. Whatever, I don't care. But what kind of pissed me off though was that she cc my my superior, uh, which was the black guy I was talking about. Now even that that, that part didn't piss me off. But what pissed me off, I I ain't gonna say pissed me off, but it concerned me is that even after we had our little uh, words or whatever, I let her I let her know that I understood where she was coming from in our setting. You know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't know how to take that, but I let her know. Like, you know what? I understand where we are with it. It's no problem, but I just know how you are, basically, you know? But my whole thing was that if you CC my superior, my superior who is black, uh, I felt like that was a prime opportunity for him to come to me and say, look, 
I got that email. I know it's some kind of discrepancy, but I just want to let you know that that's the kind of thing that you need to look out for. So just to CYA, just to cover your ass, make sure that everything is documented because mm -hmm. they will be emailing you like this. I felt like that conversation was necessary, but he never had it. And I felt like, damn, at that point, like, oh, oh, I'm fighting by myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. What's the it, point of having this? this? That's a hell of a feeling, ain't it, man? Just to know, like, you by your, like, for real. You by yourself. You by yourself. In, a, in, by in yourself. a building full of people, you by yourself. Duh, for real. Oh. So after that, after that moment, I was like, man, I knew that whenever I get into a position, if I'm ever in a corporate position, which honestly, I, I don't know, like, the whole corporate American thing is just, it's, it's so disheartening, the, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm ever to be in that corporate setting again, I feel like I, it's my duty. I owe it to the next one down. Like if it was me, if I was a supervisor and that happened to uh, you know one of one of my employees, I definitely would have addressed it. Like hey, I got that email. Like he never even addressed the fact that he got the email. Like period. Mm -hmm. So like I'm gonna come to you and be like yeah, I got that email. Like I see that everything really was done correctly, but I just want to give you a heads up that like if you mess up, you know what I'm saying? That they this is how it mm -hmm. goes down. So be sure that you type. I feel like I gotta have a little two minute conversation real quick about a water cooler. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta uh, put it into the we ain't gotta schedule it as a meeting or no one on one. And then just like real quick at the uh, water at the water uh, cooler. Like so, I seen this. Do this. Do that. And the third, like hey, that's you know, a, keep your head on the swivel. And that's an interesting situation though, yeah. from the standpoint. Like I'm not taking your 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 uh, your leader's side, but that's an interesting like situation he's in as well, right? Mm -hmm. So. You're this manager or this director or whoever you are, yeah. and you have a direct report that you just received an email about that they didn't do this, this, and that, right? Right. Even though you know they did, right? You know, yeah, yeah there's a discrepancy going on somewhere, okay. right? So now you're thinking, okay, now, like like he should have done, like you just said, even if it was at the water cooler, just kind of put you aside, hey, man, we don't even worry about it, it's cool, yeah. you know, just at, least, just at least give you that. Yeah, give me some, right? acknowledge it. Yeah. yeah, but there's been situations like, I've been a part of, and it's crossed my mind, like, uh-oh, how are they going to view so. me when I go to either discipline or, you know, not do anything about or congratulate or whatever, this, my direct report, who looks just like me. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's like almost they want you to be tougher on your own kind, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I got hit to that game, too. Like, yeah. they, they, they will indirectly come at you about that you know what yeah. i mean well wow. you know well uh, you know kareem has showed the history of blah 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 blah, 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 blah you, know what kareem. <laughs> you know what i mean right no, but, straight up, but yeah and they'll come at you like that right and they'll be like yeah and, and, and so how i kind of have combated that is like yeah you know the same situation as like todd and julie and timothy i gotta talk to all of them yeah, you know right. and then it's kind of like oh okay you know yeah. like yeah it, so, so is a is a tight position. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and, and, and you got to acknowledge it. No, 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 no. No, I'm, no, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. it's a tight position, but when you once you learn from that and learn how to deal with it, yeah. now I'm at the point where like I just don't care. Like, yes, <laughs> like I've seen it happen. You know, right. they go out and, and they help each other all the time. Like, yeah. oh, I, I've seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean, so like I, I feel I don't feel guilty one bit about doing it myself right. now. But I think that's a level you almost have to get to, like yeah. your experiences and whatnot, and yeah. learn how to navigate. You know who these people are and what situations are, and read that context that's behind those actual words. Right, for sure. And, and every every corporate setting is different. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So obviously you can't have a a blueprint for everyone. Right. Um. There. Right. I mean, there are some things that are consistent though. Uh, trust and believe that anybody on on your level 
uh, like whatever level you're at at corporate America, anybody on on your level is going to be willing to sell you out for the for the move up. Just know that that's that's principle. That's yeah. just what it is. So what was that conversation that that you guys said? Hey, can you really be friends with somebody from somebody from work? Yeah, I know, right? I was like, hell no. And now that, no, that's no. why you say that. In corporate America, hell no. I don't think you can. Like, as a black man or a black woman, for that matter, yeah. I don't think you can be. Unless it's another black man or black woman. Because right. I simply just don't trust them folks, man. Like, right. I've been in too many situations where, it had, you know, you think this person is okay, you think this person, and next thing you know, boom. Like, <laughs> when it comes down to me. I mean, corporate America is all about to come up, though. And, it, like, it's like, the, it's like the carrot bait. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's always got you chasing something. So you do have to certainly be careful with, with any kind of those friendships or alliances, uh, whatever you want to call it. Because even those, even alliances, even like when you think you're on the same page, somebody will sell you out for, for the promotion. Like, it, I mean, it, it happens, though. And I think that the most, the, the deadliest person in corporate America is the person who has, who, what's the, I can't think of another word for it, so I'm just going to say it like it is. Uh, there's nothing scarier than the person in corporate America who don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause when you don't give a fuck, like to lose, huh? nothing to lose, dog. Like for real, so you don't really care who you step on or what you do to get to whatever it is that you want. Like, well, there are people like that out there. It is, and that, those are the scariest people in corporate America, dog. Look, um, we we've been rapping a long time, so I guess we we better wrap it up in a minute. But um, before we get out here, I do want to ask you about this. So we're talking about black people in corporate America. Do you, at this point, do you think that black women? have a, a, a better position in corporate America than we do at this point? In my experience, no. No? Uh, no. Uh, and, and that's the narrative they try to feed us, though. I mean, yeah, you know, on a national level, yes. But, yeah. but, uh, but in actuality, in my experience, no. Right. And, and I say that because I've been fortunate and lucky enough to where uh, there's been situations where, you know, uh, my boss or, you know, my skip level boss mm -hmm. is a, uh, a black woman. And it's happened several times where they did. I mean, really looked out for. for and and I'm, not, I'm not saying like cover or do this or you know, mm -hmm. I mean, but just really trying to put you on game and trying to teach you things, yeah, right? So sure. yeah, and them being vilified for that, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like, hey, if you're doing that for Carl, you got to do that for everybody and stuff, you know? And them actually going to bat for me, like, and that's where I got it from. It was like, well, I saw Todd tell Jimmy. Blah, 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 but you didn't say anything about that. And that's you crazy know? that you got to do that, though. Yeah. It's crazy you got to do <laughs> exactly. that, but it's necessary. Yeah, though. you have to do that, though. But, like, um, I, I, I can definitely see where that, where that argument is coming from, you know, because, you know, black women, like, you know, I, I think at times are overlooked. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> it, it's almost like you would say, I've heard people say that black men or the white males or black people or whatnot, you know, <laughs> and like, like I get where some of that comes from, but, uh, if it, if it just really comes down to man, that we, we try to look out for each other, whether it be male or female, yeah, for sure. without, without really just trying to bang each other all the time, you know what I mean? <laughs> but really also on some professional type level, you know what I mean? No, yes. Right. That, that will help. You know what yeah. what I mean? Um, but, I, I've seen in situations where black females have come and looked out for me and yeah. actually had my back, and they were like literally like reprimanded for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. So I get trying that. to trying to look out, and that, and that's the weird thing. And I think a, a lot of there's a lot of black women in, in some high positions too, and I'm pretty sure that's a that's a tough spot to be in because especially for a woman. I mean, women are nurturers just period by nature. And they they probably gonna want to look out, especially for a black male. And I think that's where 
it gets weird because then you start thinking that it's something else to the game. But really, it's not that, though. It's just a woman trying to look out for, you know, the men in her in her community. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really what it is. And the unfortunate thing is that we spend so much time. I know we've talked about this before. <laughs> we spend so much time uh, trying to be together, you know, uh, mm-hmm. integrated. That now it's like if we have any inkling of any idea of how to do something separate, then like, oh no, yeah, you know, oh no, yeah. what's going on? Like we gave you what you wanted, now mm-hmm. you're trying to be separate. But at the end of the day, we're still in a society that we still have to be the the first ones to look out for each other, and yeah. that's unfortunate. And this is no knock against uh, you know white people because there's some white people that's you know that's truly allies. So don't get me wrong when I say this, but. Um, for the most part, still, I think it's our obligation to look out for us. Yes, yes, I mean, <laughs> we I mean, are us. <laughs> I mean, every everybody else does it. So, I mean, like uh, again, I, I, we mentioned this already and shit. But the the women, the the black women in those positions, man, they that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. So I commend them for even being able to hold that down because you're talking about being in a position of um, like power for real. Yeah. And, well, it could be power for us. I think that's the one thing. It could definitely be power for us. And maybe maybe that's what scares corporate America. I don't know. Like, <laughs> this is going to be my last question for real on the way out, dog. Because this is going to be uh, the question we're going to end it on. But do you think that corporate America is, is really ready for a black infrastructure? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, well, first, define what you mean by, by black infrastructure. What you mean? Where where black people are considered to be like right now when you think of corporate America you think of a, a old white man mm-hmm. could you ever think of a corporate America that's considered being like an old black man like like that being what the the face of corporate America is like it, it's funny because it's been for so many generations an old white man has just been the face of corporate America even mm-hmm. when we talk about all these whiskeys and, 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 and bourbons a lot of those are old white men who are CEOs or founders or you know distillers. Like that face is like generally the old white man. Like even in the Russell's Reserve uh, category, like you still think of you know a old white man. <laughs> so like, do you think corporate America ever get that identity change? Like, no, no from from, uh, from from two aspects. You know, uh, instead of become an old black man first. I mean, <laughs> first old oh, no because corporate America hates everything old. You yeah, know what I mean? Everything true, old, yeah, right? And then uh, then a, a black man. I mean, right. no. Because <laughs> no. I mean, already, you know, me and you could walk into the office right now mm-hmm. and receive several looks, not because we're just two debonair-looking young gentlemen, mm-hmm. but because we are perceived as aggressive and hostile. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that has to change. That has to change from from like here with people and here with people and like. Yeah. That shit takes forever, dude. And like, DL DL Hughley said that he said the the first uh, the first place you got to be different in a white man's head is in his is in his brain, in his mind, mind, yeah, how he sees yeah, you. So, yeah. Damn, and, that's, and, that's and, deep though. And like that's a whole that's larger than paradigm shift. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's just, I mean, because paradigm shift can't that. even happen without that. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah. and perception, and, exactly right. Yeah. And then from the you know. And then the person that, that that's always on top of them, they're always going to try to deflect and things like that. Well, this and that and this and that, you know, because they're benefiting, right? They don't want anybody to attack them. <laughs> you want to mess up that So, benefit. you know, yeah. So, you know, I've been reading a lot lately about how these old white men that have been in charge for so long, they're starting to deflect to, like, the, the, the Asians or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that be Chinese or Korean or Indonesian or whatever. Okay. But it's saying, oh, well, you know, they're, they're you know they're making more, their corporations make more money than ours, and they're doing this and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And there's some truth to that. 
But, you know, they're playing that old trick again, man. It's like, hmm, everybody's focusing on us right now. Let's get him to fight him. And exactly. then when he out of it, I'm going to sit back here and prosper and again. prosper, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's yeah. such a, a science to it, man, you know. Um, that's been America's philosophy yeah. forever. I like If you don't understand America's <laughs> philosophy, though, that's really as simple as it gets. I know it, it looks complex and, and you know, on, on the exterior, but the finite workings of it is, is that you pretty much intervene into something uh, become like the diplomat, you know what I'm saying? Put each side towards each other and then benefit from whatever altercation they got going on. Like, this has been America's way for a long time, dog. Like, unfortunately, and then when, once you start really figuring out that thing, it do kind of make, it kind of make a lot of stuff senseless. Like, it make it senseless. Like, man, why even do certain things? But at the end of the day, you still gotta, you gotta, you gotta be comfortable with knowing that this, Anything that you do right now will probably not benefit you, and I and I think this is our our generation is one I think that's lost on though because the generation before us I think they knew that they were willing they were willing to because put we, in work because we live in that lady that age of instant gratification now instant gratification Everything exactly now. Yeah. exactly now the people before us like they they did things knowing that that the result they were probably never seeing their, their mm-hmm. lifetimes like us in this generation I don't know how many of us are actually willing to do something. Right, yeah, about ten percent that you may not ever benefit from. Like you got to realize that you may be doing something right this moment, like right this second, for your grandchild. Like you know, you got to be comfortable with that though. Like you can't just be. It's a. I say this all the time, dog. It's the microwave's fault, dog. If it wasn't for the microwave, right? Because before the microwave, everything was conventional, just like the oven, right? But then once you've been able to microwave a turkey for forty-five minutes and it's done in the microwave. It's like everybody thought that everything should happen instantly. Though. I think that's the that's where instant gratification came from. That's just my theory. Anyway, <laughs> the <microwave>. <laughs> right, the microwave. You want to pour you a little more down? What about those? Here. What about those? Uh, uh, those little rewind tapes you used to have for the VCR or whatnot? <laughs> Like that super fast rewind. No, it was those. super. Yeah. What the hell was in those things? No, bro? I don't know. But them boys used to go. Rewind man. Fast yeah, Hey, look, some of y'all man. watching right now probably don't even know what a VCR like, is. What is these dudes talking about? Yeah, possibly a VCR or a house phone. Probably don't know what either one of those are. Don't let me go back to the beta max. But what was the laser disc? Remember laser disc? Duh! Wow, <laughs> that was the thing right after. That was right. That was that was right after VHS. Right, right, right after VHS, VHS. was laser right, disc. Laser disc. And then they had like TiVo or something. No, was it TiVo? TiVo, that was TiVo. a record. That was like yeah, the first, that was the first like on demand. Yeah, that was the, the first DVR, yeah. for real. Did you know that people still have TiVo? Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, that's I know, don't none of y'all. How we get on TiVo this? Is. I don't even know. I don't know either. Bro. Russell's Reserve, hundred ten percent. That's what makes you start talking about all kind of random stuff. <laughs> the microwave. That's what right. It was. The microwave. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Salute, man. Russell's Reserve, man. Make sure you check it out. 110 per, uh, not 110 proof. 110 proof, man. 55 percent alcohol, dog. This is a uh, this is some good stuff. Like I say, it does have a bite on the uh, on the beginning. Um, I, I have to say, I, I got a soft palate, so I, I do like a sweeter bourbon. Uh, but this is still good, though. I, I really like it, only because of the smoothness of it. Next the, week, you go see Crown Peach over here, okay? Wow. <laughs> Honey Jack. <laughs> that one that you love. Yeah. Honey Jack, yeah. Now, we'll say that, though. The Peach the peach Crown is horrible, though. Yes. The, only, the only other crown that I have actually really drank, and I, I, I really, like, it's cool, and, and, it, and it's probably going to be funny to you, but it's the vanilla one, though. The vanilla one... 
Like, because it's not overpowering. The vanilla is not overpowering. See, the white folks said it again, see? <laughs> vanilla. They didn't got to them, y'all. Wow. Yo, that little man, we out of here, dog. Make sure that you do follow us on IG and on Facebook. That's Beers, Bourbon, Whiskey. And also hit that hashtag, man. Everybody loves BBW, all right? Uh, to the next time, man. We will check you out uh, next time. And maybe we'll do some scotch next time. I don't know. We're going to think about it. You know what I'm saying? We got two more weeks left in, uh, in this season. Uh, so be sure to leave your comments. Let us know what's, uh, what whiskeys and bourbons you would like us to try for next season, dog. But to the next time, man, you already know what it is, man. Beers, bourbon, whiskey. Got my man Bo in the building. And, of course, man, it's your boy Q Lewis, man. Live from the 4205, man. Peace out, John. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.